0: Good morning. morning. Today's scripture is from Philippians 1, verses 1 through 6. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus that are at Philippi, with the bishops and the deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon all all my remembrance of you, always in every supplication of mine on behalf of you, all making my supplication with joy for your fellowship in furtherance of the gospel from, this, from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Looking for Steve. Thank you. Um, right in my eye line. We're going to move it. Um, <clears throat> as we had said, we're going to begin um, today a series um, out of the book of Philippians, and uh, the the title of the series is "Not I, but but Christ in me," and the ultimate. Um, goal that each of us should be looking uh, for is to see within the scripture, within the message to the Philippian church, what aspects of their lives that, that Paul calls out, identifies, um, you know, puts, puts in their focus should be changed. What, what should they look like? What should they act like? What should they internalize? How should they feel? Um, when they work on moving themselves out of the picture and moving Christ into it more, more succinctly, more, more fully. And so today we're going to begin, as, as I believe, for, for me personally, anytime I'm looking at an epistle, uh, the first place I go is to Acts and look at the, uh, the establishment of that church. And so that's what we're going to spend some time doing today. We're going to look at the story of the church of Philippians and how it, it came to be, um, how Paul ended up there, what occurred while he was there. And then we're going we're to take that story and that background and we're going to finish it up with looking at the opening section, the opening verses of the letter, to the Philippian church and see um, with a little more fullness and and understanding what is behind Paul's word because he opens this up with some, and and Philippians is a very upbeat letter. I mean, it's a very positive letter, oftentimes referred to as the, you know, the the epistle or the book of of joy, Um, but we're going to see what occurred in the birth of this, congregation and again why paul says the things that that he says so just as a reminder we'll look here at at this next slide it is a it's just a map of what uh the area looked like during the time of of paul's missionary journeys and this um philippi was founded in his second missionary journey he had his first missionary journey and then they they came to jerusalem in acts 15 and uh had what they, you know, we call the, 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 the council where they dealt with some things that they had found um, that had been occurring, um, looking at the, the, you know, the, the takeaways, the pros and the cons of the first missionary journey, the troubles that had ensued with the, the Jewish Christians that had followed him uh, on, that, on that journey. And if you look closely, right, we've talked about this before in, in Acts 15, you'll see that there were those that were coming along behind him And they were changing the gospel message from jesus christ is whom you need to believe in in order to be saved and be baptized in his name through faith but they came along and said that's not good enough right you've heard you've heard these words come out of my mouth before that's not good enough Um, you must also be circumcised you must also follow the law of moses you also must follow the traditions of the elders uh, of Israel. And and, and if you do that, then then you can truly be saved. And and in essence, that means that Christ is is not enough. And so they dealt with with those issues, um, and they dealt with some of the the, um, inner workings and conflicts that they found um, within the bodies as they established churches. And we're going to see, as you, as you saw and heard in the reading here, that the church of Philippi had matured at this point, had grown um, from the inception to the point to where they were functioning. They were, functioning. Um, they were um, a great influence in their communities. They had deacons. They had, they had elders. And so they they were functioning as God intended that that body to, to function and again so as you see here uh, of course if I was if I had a green screen I could make like a weather person and, and, and point to stuff but you'll you'll see it that the line begins in Troas right down here uh, or Antioch and up through Troas this is the direction of the of the journey uh, from the top line circle and, and comes down and you'll notice a within Asia there's a large untouched, untapped area. And we're going to see as we look here in in Acts that the Spirit, for whatever reason, instructed or forbid Paul and his companions from going into that intersection. Um, I've got my suppositions, but it it, it doesn't matter. What I suppose the truth is, the fact is that that they did. They stayed on the, the outskirts of of that area that, that was known as Asia or Asia Minor, if, if you will. But ultimately, what we're looking at today is when they went to Troas and then made their way up to, um, to, up to Philippi, okay? So, but that, that's just a, a mental picture of, of their travels. Now, to the story. So, so bear with me. I guess I could have sent something out and given you homework so that you looked at it yourselves. But I'm going to assume that you wouldn't have, like most most students don't, um, come 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 to class ill prepared and uh, wait for it to be read to you. So, so li- listen to the story. Listen to the story um, as was you know written by Luke. You know, as he was instructed by the Spirit um, of the of the journey of Paul and what occurred in Philippi. And then once we do that, we'll have some closing thoughts as we go back to, to the book of Philippians and look at the letter that he sends to these people that experienced and shared this, this story with him. Acts 16, I'm going to begin in verse, verse 6. They went, the, they went through the region of, of uh, Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when he had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into um, Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. And so that's that initial that's that initial ascent, and then dropped down to Troas, which is a port city, that they're then going to um, embark or disembark from there to go to, to Philippi. And so... <clears throat> A vision, while at Troas, a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, quote, come over to Macedonia and help us, end quote. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Audience participation time. What do we remember about the area of Macedonia? What is said in 2 in Corinthians? Oftentimes, I will use this passage um, in talking about uh, well, you know, the, the giving portion of, of our communion service. What is said about Folks in Macedonia. That's why I can't trust you with homework. Right, right, right there, right there, right. So, right there, you know, a famine hit Israel, right? And um, ironically, this is the ironic part I like about the story of the of the mission that Paul embarked upon as he was sent to the Gentile nation those that many of the Jewish Christians resented and shunned right When a fam- when a great famine hit Israel, Judah, um, it was the Christians in all of these Gentile areas that collected monies that saved oils, that saved food, grain, right? I see Billy, she 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 remembers right? You get a star, Billy. Right? Um, or she might have just been nodding off. Um, right. The the irony that those those Gentile churches that, that Paul had um, helped establish birth, if you will, they gathered and saved, right? And he told the Corinthians, right? He was pleading to the Corinthians, now make sure you lay aside each week. That's where we get that's where we get our practice. Of, of putting aside on a weekly basis, giving. but he said, make sure you do it on a weekly basis uh, because it's an easy thing if you if you start letting it slide, right? You may not make it up. But they were setting aside so that when he came back through, he would collect the things, right? And so they were making a, a, a great cache of, of, of food and, 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 and products and things to take back to the churches in... Israel, and Macedonia was evidently, in large part, a very poor, a very poor area, and you got some port towns, no doubt, um, I heard Beth talking earlier about, about uh, in, the, in the back, about West Virginia, West Virginia is in large part a, a, a poor state, but a proud state, but it has some areas. Right, some outlying areas that are that are populated, that are that are developed, um, where you where you have a higher level of commerce than you do in the inner areas, such as where you would have the coal mines. You know, the areas where my, my family crawled out um, of the hills um, of West Virginia. But Macedonia was very poor, and if you remember the story, as he's as he's talking to us about the idea of giving, he begged. Well, I'm not. Let me take that back. He did not expect the Macedonian churches to to give because they were um, presumably very poor in in their means. Um, And and he he urged them to to not worry about giving. But do you remember now what they did? They begged him. They entreated him. They wanted to participate in this ministry. And, And it is said of them, that they first did what? Yes, they first gave themselves to God, and then they gave themselves to the work, to the, to the ministry. And so you've got the influence in this area that has developed to the point to where people have been able to see past Themselves to, to trust in God. We we could probably end right here, but I'm not going to. All right, Th- that that is that is the the influence of the church and how the church has matured in these areas. That that even though they were asked not to to give because they didn't have much, they wanted to because it was God's work and it was their brothers and sisters. That needed their help and so that is Macedonia that is that is the area that we're looking at in which Philippi is a is a a major part major part of so he got a vision Um, the guy said come help us and when Paul had seen the vision immediately he sought to go into Macedonia concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them so saw the need saw the opportunity he did not waste any time he immediately left for macedonia so setting self in troas verse 11 we made a direct voyage to uh, Samothrace, and the following day to neapolis and by the way i've told you a lot of funny words tough places if you just pronounce it like you know what you're saying people won't know the difference that's that's what, I, that's what I do. You just keep on going with confidence with some of these. Um, but from Neapolis, they went to Philippi, the city of, of, uh, of interest today, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city some days or, or, or several days. And on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. Now audience participation again. Why, why do you think he was outside? It's, it's a Roman colony. Why would he be seeking a place of prayer outside the city gates? I've said before. Awkward silences don't bother me, right? We're going to see. We're going to see later on. Uh, might it be that uh, those types of practices weren't allowed? Um, Ro- who, who were Romans supposed to worship, Neil? Roman gods. Yeah, pagans. Roman gods. You see this in Corinth, right? When they go to Corinth. Corinthians 17, right, the Sermon on Mars Hill, where Paul says, I see that you're a very religious people. You have, you have a, an idol, statue for every, every god possible, even one for the unknown god, right? So, so it, it, it is very possible that they were not permitted to be gathering and worshiping um, this unapproved god. That they, that they sought to worship. And we're going to see, again, that's going to come into play here in, in a little bit. Um, well, they went outside the gate to the riverside where we suppose there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women. No men there. Sorry, guys. But oftentimes we, we see that. Strong, faithful women in, uh, in, in, in Scripture. And so um, one who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods. That's where I got my shirt. got my shirt from the Lydia collection. Um, But women that are clearly um, instrumental in in taking care of not only their spiritual needs, but also are participating um, economically, right, in in their family's lives. Um, And she was a worshiper of God and the Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. So he found some folks that were worshiping God. He clearly shared the gospel message and the story of Jesus Christ with Lydia and these other women. And Lydia's response, right, Lydia's response is after she was baptized she she responded to his teaching she responded to the gospel because what did Paul say that he suspected that God wanted him to go do in Macedonia okay Mike we need more sugar before services I need you to double up the fudge out, out out front okay we need some diabetic fudge as well go preach The gospel right he suspected God wanted him to go preach the gospel and so that is what he went and did there were folks that needed to hear the gospel message about Jesus Christ and their hearts were such that they were going to be receptive to it even in this area of Asia a Roman colony where they're having to meet outside the city gates So she was baptized, and then, right, how many people are watching The Chosen, or have seen The Chosen? Okay, that's that's a poor response. Um, I've been watching it with Steph. What's it on? Okay, they're not on a particular channel. Okay, well, they're on an app. So if you've got a smart TV, download an app. Yeah, The Chosen app. It it is it's an awesome series. Awesome series. The the way that they that they humanize um, the stories around Jesus and his disciples and the folks that that they touch. And one of the episodes that I've seen was where he went to Samaria and met the woman at the well, the Samaritan at the well. She was at Jacob's well. Outstanding episode. Just an outstanding episode. But the takeaway, one of the takeaways from that was she couldn't understand why he was there, and he said to her specifically, right, I have come here to meet you, solely to meet you. And so then when she leaves, once she understands that he is the son of God, right, the Christ, she takes off running, leaves her pots, takes off to the city and begins to testify about about Jesus, Lydia does the same thing. She is baptized. She then takes the message into her household, teaches her household, and the household is baptized as well. And then she says, If you've judged me faithful uh, to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she convinced him to to do that. So that's that's the first part of the story. He goes to Philippi. And he meets Lydia and some other women, shares the gospel message, and has baptized believers. He was going out again. Second part of the story. We were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination or prophecy, some of your translations may read, uh, and brought her owners much profit, much money, because she she could tell the future. She could fortune tell. She followed Paul and us crying out, um, quote, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, then turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. Well, this did not go over well with the, with the folks that owned the slave girl because their... You know this this method of profit profit is now is now gone, and so they're going to turn their attention to Paul, and and in and her shouting, this is going to be interesting because Robert will be touching on this next week in the latter part of chapter one of, of Philippians. Um, that there are instances where he refers to folks that are that are not telling the story and teaching about Jesus for the right for the right reasons, and he makes a statement that. You know, whether it's good or bad, he's at least being proclaimed. And here we have something similar taking place there through this this demon-possessed girl. But the folks that owned her, right, saw their hope of gain was gone. They seized Paul and Silas, dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, These men are Jews, and they are disturbing our city." They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice right so we've got them going against the 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 grain in this Roman colony right they they are doing what the law says they are not permitted to do and they're about to pay price for an interesting note that Paul at this point in time does not and this is again one of those supposition he does not say hang on I'm a Roman citizen he, he does not bring that information out at this particular time I might have you yeah oh, now you think it's funny right yeah I might have to avoid that rod beating that he got uh, right probably the bamboo rods how many how many strikes 40 save one, right? That's a whooping, right? That's a whooping. And so so they're real serious about making an example out of these Jews that have come up here, you know, stirring up trouble, teaching this message, talking about this God, talking about this Jesus Christ, using their power and authority to to cast out demons. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore their garments off of them and gave orders uh, to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. And having achieved this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet to stocks. Right? they've got them down in a, in, a, in a kind of a dungeon holding area not 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 um, the common block but they've got them down in in uh, the isolation solitaire type of area uh, and not only are they there in chains, but they've also got these wooden stalks you often see them you know on TV Robin Hood kind of thing pirate stuff where they got their head through them and their hands well they've got stocks put together for their for their feet so that they they, they can't move they can't leave Um, and so that's the second part of our story came into philippi the gospel needed taught began to baptize lydia and her family message spread second part of it they end up getting beaten and thrown into into jail pretty pretty bleak right you've gone from a nice prayer down by the river baptizing folks to getting thumped beaten and thrown into to jail that 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 is a that's that's a big swing. That that mess with your, um, your your senses, right? Mess with your emotions. But that's where they find themselves. So let's see, part three, how they handle it. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. That should humble us all. They were praying and they were singing hymns. To God and the prisoners were listening to them there were others there which is which is going to be very key quickly right they were singing hymn, psalms hymns spiritual songs that's a whole other lesson for us church of christers that they were singing the hymns because they were not accompanied by, by anything uh, down in, down in, down in the prison cell. But that's for another day, right? But people were listening to them. People were watching them. This is the, this is the Christ in me aspect that that we're going to take with us today and in each, each week during this. Christ in me behaves and looks like this. Versus, what other? Scenario that you would want to, you know, to, to bring up or imagine. Um, you know, the feeling sorry for yourself, the whining, the you know, the 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 the, the, the pleading, the cursing, the, the you know, the struggling, the fighting. They were praying and they were singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. We see that same type of calm and resolve with Jesus Christ when He's on the cross, right? He begins the crucifixion with the statement, it's important, the chronology of of the cross, Father forgive them, they do not know what they're doing. Paul and Silas beaten in a dungeon in the dark, praying and singing and influencing those around them because of the Christ that's in them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's, not just Paul and Silas, everyone's hands were unfastened. When the jailer woke, so everybody's free, doors are open, the bonds are off, the chains are loose, the, and I don't know what, what what point the jailer woke up. If the earthquake woke him up or something else did, don't know. But this occurrence, this, this thing, this, this, this miracle occurred while Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God Almighty. And everybody saw that. The jailer woke, saw that the prison doors were opened, and of course, it's, it's, it's dark because we're going to see him call for light in a moment. Drew his sword and was going to harry carry himself. He, he was going to kill himself with his, with his sword. Supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice. I'm not going to scream. But he shouted at this guy, do not harm yourself, for we are all here. Paul's there. Silas is there. And every other prisoner that was locked up down there that was under this, this soldier's charge was still there. What would happen to the guy if his prisoners escaped on his watch? Yeah. Bad things. Kevin says bad things. That's probably a Tom's taking American Sign Language where's Jade what's this mean she gives me this so we need to add that to the ASL um, sign language book that means bad things right he, he, he would be put to death I don't know in what manner but whatever it was um, and, and whatever repercussions there might be around all that he thought that killing himself was was the best way the best way out but they shouted don't do that we're all here every one of us is accounted for we're all still here and so in this terrible situation after being beaten right chained shackled they're able to influence because Christ is in them and now not only has he influenced the other jailers just like Christ did right the criminal on the cross Paul and Silas have influenced the prisoners and now the jailer. The jailer called for lights and rushed in to see him. Trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So again, he has heard the message. He has heard the gospel delivered him by folks that are emulating Christ. In whatever situation they are in, they are preaching Jesus Christ, and they're witnessing to those around them, and folks are responding in kind. And they said to him, believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. Uh, And then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house right once again the household he took them that very same hour of the night and washed their wounds and he was baptized at once he and all his family so again back to the vision come help us i think they need the gospel and so he he answers the call then he brought them up into his house and set food before them, and he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed God. Now, don't miss this. Don't miss this. As far as I can see, he's not gone and gotten any type of pardon. He's not gotten any kind of paperwork to release them. He has taken it upon himself to take these men out and treat them with some humanity, to take care To take care of their, their wounds that have not been dealt with, right? I, I imagine that they've got, you know, warps and cuts and lashes, abrasions across, across their backs and, and legs. Um, but he took care of them. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. When it was day, the magistrate sent the police saying, let those men go. Well, they've already been gone, all right? They're out. Um, Let them go. And the jailer reported these words to Paul, saying the magistrates have sent to let you go. Therefore, come out now and go in peace. Last part of the story. So they've been told that they can leave town, right? Paul says, "Uh uh-uh nope this is when he's going to pull the Roman citizen card out why I I, I can't tell you I mean I can say that he didn't pull it out earlier because there were people in in uh, in prison and the jailer that needed to to hear the message and and that gave them the opportunity to do that that's a that's a rough road to hoe but that's that's what occurred but he says they have beaten us publicly Uncondemned, meaning there's been no trial, men who are Roman citizens, there it is, uh, and have thrown us into prison, and do they now throw us out secretly? No, he's not gonna stand for that. Not gonna have that, right? Not gonna have that. Let them come themselves and take us out. The police therefore reported these words to the magistrates, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Roman citizens so they came they apologized to them and they took them out and asked them to leave the city so they went out of the prison visited Lydia and when they had seen the brothers they encouraged them and departed and so that folks is the the beginning of the church in Philippi we've got women outside the gates that were worshiping God that have heard the message, that have been baptized in households. We've got um, the jailer and his household that have, have believed um, and, and have been baptized and are now part of the church. Um, it's, it's, it, it's not a big leap to think that there were other prisoners that were probably converted as, as well, but that is the church that has begun <coughs> in Philippi. So the final thoughts then as we look at his letter that he sends back to the church that is there. He says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus that are in Philippi with the bishops and the deacons, grace to you and peace from God. Our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank my God, and this is, this is an interesting interesting thing, and, and it the, the the Greek is exactly what it looks like here. Every memory I have of you, right, I'm thankful for. I thank my God upon all my remembrance of you. Right? Which would also include the the, the beatings, the, the jail. But Philippi, right, there is an aspect of that. Of that group, of that of that church, that he that causes him to make this type of statement, always in every request or supplication of mine on your behalf of you, all making my supplication with joy for your fellowship in furtherance of the gospel from the first day until now, and so it, it's not a leap say that these folks that received that gospel message that was brought to them under those circumstances in that Roman colony, in that area of Macedonia, they took that message and continued to share it. They they continued to participate in the gospel story to those around, which is why I believe that when he gets to the second Corinthian letter, That he's able to make that statement about the Macedonians because the work that was begun, as he's going to say, in them is being perfected. Christ in them is maturing. It is being perfected and is being seen throughout their their communities. Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ and he he, he makes that statement more than once the day is coming he's going to be perfecting that in you up until that day of, of Christ it is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart for you are all partakers with me of grace both in my imprisonment literally there and of course by the way where's he writing this from correct As you all said in unison, he's in. He's in. These are called the prison epistles, right? Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. All those were written from from Rome. About the last six or seven chapters of the book of Acts, right, are the story of, of of Paul, how he's continuing to to profess and witness and teach, and how he ends up in a Roman cell for the remainder of of his days, and so. Once again, he's writing to Philippi from a jail cell where he had those humble beginnings with them. You're all partakers with me in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. So final words here to take on. as We'll we'll close. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and discernment knowledge th- those are very specific words that he chose right the idea of knowledge and discernment the idea of, of making the right decisions right discerning good from bad right pure from from evil your discernment so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the righteousness um, that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. So, the, the, the final thought to take with you as we embark upon this together, having Christ in me beginning the work right the work has begun in your life and in mine in our lives right the idea of it being perfected of it maturing of it becoming what it needs to be right so that we're participating properly and so that we're sharing the message in the opportunities that we're giving and so what do we look like and what do we act like right when it's not I but Christ in me. If you're here today and you you see it over and over, that's one of the great things about the book of Acts. You see it over and over and over. The message is delivered about Jesus Christ. Those that accept it are baptized. They, they, They do not hesitate. They do not wait. They are baptized immediately and they are counted amongst the saved. If you've never done that, we encourage you to do so while we stand and while we or lead and salt.